spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about, I don't know, some Phoenix guy trying to sell people tigers. Nice. What the heck? And it's not me. I just want to let everybody know that. How <laughs> uh, much you want for that tiger? Thousand bucks. Oh my gosh! Is that what tigers go for in the valley? No. Well, he was trying to sell for twenty. He wanted twenty grand. But no, you shouldn't pay anything more than two or three grand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The upkeep is going to kill you. Just let you know. (laughs) Ah, goodness, we've spent a lot of time on the border, especially the last couple of years. It's been a disaster under the president. Uh, Hasn't done anything until now. Policy change. If you come to our border and you are from uh, Nicaragua. Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela, we will turn you right around. You try and uh, claim asylum at our border in person, and you're from one of those four places, we literally turn you right around. We did not do that before. Um, There are reports that daily border encounters have dropped by more than half in January. Is the president's policy working? Let's go down to Yuma. All right. The uh, good mayor of Yuma joins us once again on KTAR, Doug Nichols. Uh, Mr. Mayor, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? We're doing good. So uh, Biden didn't do anything for a while. Now he's done something. Are you seeing a positive change at the border? We are seeing a a drop in numbers to levels we haven't seen in quite a while. Um, I think last week, I think it was about 2,500 for the week. Um, However, I just got word the last two days there's been an uptick back towards our our normal. So uh, not exactly sure where things are going as we speak, but for the last three weeks or so, the numbers have been uh, down. Hey, Mr. Mayor, have you talked to people in Tucson and El Paso and, you know, McAllen and several other places that have seen massive uh, spikes over the last several years? Have you talked to them to see if it's slowing down for them at all? I have not reached out to them. Um, I do know that some of the activity that was coming through Yuma did do a shift to uh, to Tucson, and I think it has to do with weather and cartel movements and stuff like that. Um, but I don't I don't have any hard numbers on what those look like. Uh, we're talking to the mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols. When the Border Patrol encounters somebody from Nicaragua, Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela, and uh, one of those migrants uh, tries to claim asylum. Does the Border Patrol literally turn them right around? Is that how it works? Well, they actually have to bring them to the port of entry and and reintroduce them uh, officially through the port of entry. We don't push them back across the river. um, But that's the way. Go, go. I didn't think that was necessarily (laughs) it. Got a stick. Get over there. No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what's the, so they bring it to the port of entry, and then what happens? Well, I, as I understand it, and I've never followed it that far to see, but um, I understand that the, the Mexican government um, brings them in, and I don't know how their accommodations are, are accounted for, but they're hosted as it would be in Mexico. Um, and so that unless they get returned completely to their country, uh, which would be a different a different process altogether, but Mexico's agreed to um, accept a certain number of people back. Talking to Doug Nichols, the mayor of Yuma, as we talk about uh border changes with the app is it working when it comes to the four countries that uh uh the president singled out uh 
What's what's the litmus? How litmus? How long is this going to go? Are you going to let this thing go for several weeks before you get a real sense of what it looks like? Like you said, for a few weeks it looked good, but the last two days there's a tick up. Or are you going to, uh, you know, just say, you know, this is the best we're going to get, and uh, you know what kind of numbers are coming through are going to come through based on the federal, and you're not going to get a lot of help. Yeah, well, I'm never going to give up uh, as far as that that term goes. But, you know, historically, the the holidays sees a downtick in numbers. Um, so I'm not sure what to exactly attribute it to until here we are in the, in the middle of January. Um, but the first couple of weeks, I more attributed to the... Um, to the holiday season and then it then necessarily a policy shift but then but i really don't understand all the dynamics you know to be honest on how much that policy shift did impact the flow through yuma so until things return to normal which is still below the level we're at um there's no sense in in taking the the gas the foot off the gas interesting uh the biden policy shift versus the holidays is that why things slowed down for a few weeks that's kind of what we're we're trying to to grasp uh mr mayor uh how about those uh those those uh uh fencing and the and filling in the gaps how does that look what's the update on that it's been they've said they're going to do something for you at least over a year what's the deal yeah, so I know that they've mowed to the side. They've gotten their equipment to the site. Uh, I understand they're in some sort of delay or stall at this point. It's shocking. Um, yeah, but uh, they're there. Um, and so I don't haven't seen an updated schedule. But the contractor having been on site is, is uh, a step forward we haven't seen in two years. Uh, uh, our new governor, Hobbs, says that, you know, she's talked Mayorkas into coming out here and and you know I don't know what he's going to do because he's been as useless as they come. Uh, if he does come out here, are you going to make? Uh, are you going to have a good chance of sitting down with him and saying, "Look, you've been promising me stuff since we started talking well over two years ago. They've promised you stuff and they've not given anything to you. Are you going to you know have a chance to sit down with him?" I believe so. I've been talking to the governor's office, uh, and those plans are 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 nowhere near solid yet. But um, I'm hoping that that trip uh, lands him in Yuma with the governor. You know, when you sit in one of those meetings, because like if you know, if I were you, I'm sure you have a lot more patience than I do. Uh, I, 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 maybe you don't. I don't. I don't know. I gotta tell you, if I'm sitting there with my, with my orcas, uh, I, I, listen, I'm not gonna curse the guy out in front of everybody, but. Well, actually, I might. What do you do? Well, I talk facts. I, I think facts speak stronger than anyone's emotion because those are things you can take with you and you can independently look at and verify. Um, having somebody who's, you know, gets up in your face doesn't do anything but challenge your your uh, your reaction. Uh, but when you're presented with numbers and facts and, um, and scenarios that are thought out, I, I think there's a better chance of having a um, a positive reaction and getting your message clear and across and in a way that they can take it back to D.C. It needs to happen. He needs to take reality back to D.C. But here's the thing, Mary. You can present him with all the facts in the world as everybody else has. It doesn't change the fact that they don't do anything about it. And that's got to be the frustrating side where you just because you could show him everything. And how many times have we heard him say, oh, there's no crisis at the border? Hmm. Way too many times. When's the last time you had the border czar, Kamala Harris, who was what? 
45 minutes away from you last week and didn't show up here. Uh-huh. Facts don't matter to them. Well, that's very possible, um, but all I can do is keep moving in that direction. Um, do I get, does my voice raise a little bit? Do, does my um, my tone change? Probably does through that conversation, but I'm, I'm more focusing on the messaging and the urgency in the messaging than... Um, then I don't know, just getting all all worked up about it. Because I don't think that does anything either. No, I don't think it does anything either. But then sometimes I think, why would I waste my breath with you? Because mm-hmm. nothing's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do it because I got elected by 100,000 people to do that. So that's Maybe my Maybe you should bring all of them there. Maybe they'll hear him, them. <laughs> that would be a great idea. <laughs> all right. The mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols, thanks for joining us. Thank you both. All right. Uh, here's my takeaway. We're hearing that, you know, border crossings are down. Daily migrant encounters are down along the U.S.-Mexico border. They dropped by more than a half in January. And the mayor said, is it the Biden policy shift where he's not letting people in from four different countries? Or, as the mayor said, could it possibly have been the holidays? And now he said the last two days? Yeah. Back up to where they were pre the holidays. And now I've got a big question mark around it again. All right. Keep our eye on it. Coming up next. Coming up. Um. <laughs> Who's selling tigers in Arizona? Wait, what is wrong with these people? Lions and tigers. And how do I get mine? Uh, we'll talk about it next on the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, 8.50 in the morning with Mike Broomhead. I pop on his show and give you the Gatos Big Q poll question. Right right around this time, I update you on it. So here's the deal. Monday was the coldest day in Arizona in four years. Didn't get over 50. Last night, it was in the 30s. Uh, What are you doing to stay warm? A, heated seats in the car. B, long underwear. Fantastic. Uh, see, burning, see, burning classified documents found in my garage just to stay warm. That joke I made for Biden, but I didn't know Pence now was part of it. Well, or, mother, she's going to be upset about this. Or D, none of the above. Uh, of course, burning classified docs. Number one. 47%. Uh, we'll get to uh, Mike Pence, who now joins now joins, now joins a, 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 a giant chorus of people who are singing songs about the classified stuff that they had. Yeah. Um, did you hear this? Oh, that's a baby right there. Now, that is Becky Lynn's stomach because she actually uh, <laughs> did not eat lunch. It has sounded like that a few times. Um, Phoenix police caught a guy trying to sell a tiger. As you do. <laughs> a baby tiger. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, Cute. beautiful animal. <laughs> Uh, here's a question. Now, Chad, you uh, you 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 house all different types of animals Correct. out in the valley of the the, the dirt, dirt people, the dirty people. Okay, not the dirty people. Oh, the dirt, dirt people. I'm sorry, it's my the bad. The dirty no, people. It's my bad. I you know slip. How does a 25 year old man who got arrested by Phoenix police? How does that guy? Get a baby tiger in the first place. Uh, it's not hard. You, can go, you don't think so? It's called the internet, man. I understand you can get anything that. on the internet you want. Plus, others... wise man, see if you can give me a tiger on the internet. Okay, what would you like? I can get you a lot of different things on the internet. I've got sites I can go to and, uh, and find you stuff. I bet. Uh, I just I, if somebody like him. There are states that that don't have 
a lot of laws have been loose. That's the reason that a bunch of nut jobs have gotten stuff in the past. Okay. But you can go there. Uh, you can go on the internet, Silk Road, you know, the old Silk Road and things. You can find people that will sell you stuff. And sometimes people are willing to sell you stuff, uh, you know, and you go over there and you pick it up and you bring it back here. He had snapping turtles. He had an alligator. He had all kinds of stuff. How big was the alligator? It's probably a baby. I wonder what he was wanted a baby for alligator? It. I think they were all babies. I wonder, okay. I wonder what he wanted for it. No. I guess you want cheaper. So let's yeah, oh, baby geez. snapping turtles and baby alligators. So, but okay. twenty thousand is ridiculous. So twenty thousand for a tiger. Tiger. Here's the thing: small cats. Like I was telling a uh, wise man, like a serval, small cat, fishing cats, a bobcats. Serval. Yeah, those are other. Okay. You know, you can get those outside my backyard, and they'll cost a little <laughs> bit more. Right. <laughs> but it's not like a tiger. Let me tell you something: tigers and lions. You're looking at fifteen grand a year to feed. <sighs> the last, the last guy I heard that had a tiger was Mike Tyson. Yeah. Right? Didn't he have a he tiger? He could afford it at that time. Right. Who buys the $25,000 tiger? Uh, somebody who wants to show off. That's a lot of stuff. People okay. like that who are, you know, you know, that's uh, drug dealers maybe thinking it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, but you're not. The average person's not buying it. It's, it's, it's so st- Same thing with an alligator, you know? <laughs> it's like, good God, what are you people thinking? Wise man, did you find me a tiger on the internet yet? I'm on exoticanimalsforsale.net. Okay. And I found a tiger for two grand. No, you did not. Two grand. Yeah, I told you. All right. So a baby or a gr- fully grown? Yeah. It doesn't say. Hmm. How did they? How are they going to get me the tiger? And uh, let me give They'll you my ship it. credit card number. They'll ship it. What the picture is fully it. grown. Yeah. Is no. it legal to have a tiger in Arizona? No. No. There's I something you so. can have a. You can have a kangaroo. You can have a zebra. You I can have that. a zebra. You can have a kangaroo. You, you can, can have, have uh, a capybara, which is like a, a giant guinea pig. You can and have a zebra huge. in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually remember hearing um, like a delivery person or something like that talking about they'd be in Scottsdale and they'd look over a wall and there'd be a zebra. Oh, for crying yeah. out loud! Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's like they look at it like a horse. It's like, yeah, it wouldn't be you much know. different than having a horse. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things you can't have. There's places like like you know the, the old saying was in Texas there are more there are more animals, tigers, and lions in captivity in Texas than there are in the wild. Wise man? I found a baby tiger for $1,500. All right, $1,500. now. it might be the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's getting better. You have no idea how much they eat and how fast it goes. Because something that small, all of a sudden within a a little while is 100 pounds, and then all of a sudden it's... It kills you. It kills you. That's yeah. what it does. It then kills you. You don't have to feed it anymore yeah. because it ate you. It ate yeah. you, exactly. <laughs> what you don't want to have happen. That is a horrible pet to have. 25-year-old man arrested uh, by the Phoenix police. He was uh, trying to sell a tiger. And I told you guys, what did I tell you guys? 1500 2000 bucks. Pretty 25 good. grand. What are you thinking, bro? I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of anybody I trying mean, I to get sell you. a tiger. I wonder what he was selling like the other things for. The alligator? The alligator. Yeah. I get you an alligator for buck fifty easy. Get you a crocodile for five hundred. <laughs> All right, coming up next. You guys want a cobra? <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynn's got the news, but it's not a normal newscast. It's not. We call it holding up the headlines. That's because we hold up her headlines. That's next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. With those headlines, here she is, Becky Lynn. 
Coronavirus numbers are still up in Arizona after a slight bump to start the year. And a new program will allow free testing to come to you. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live in the News Center with more on the story. Yeah, Becky, the new mobile COVID testing program, along with the already operating mobile vaccination program, aims to expand care to underserved communities, explains Simin Kasim with the Arizona Department of Health Services. You fill out a very easy online form and our vendors will come out to wherever. It could be a correctional facility, it could be a residential facility, even um, an encampment for unsheltered Arizonans. You can find out more at azhealth.gov slash testing equity. Again, that address is azhealth.gov slash testing equity. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. All right. uh, So a mobile, you know, COVID testing just in time will come out for underserved community. I have no problem with that. Um, But I don't believe that COVID numbers are up from what I understand. I, I, you know, from time to time, this hypochondriac actually checks in on the numbers. Very, very low numbers here in Arizona from what I see from the Maricopa County how does one underserved uh, community, like, say, the unsheltered, go about filling out all the paperwork to have them come out? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, thought, I thought Luke was talking about if you're in an underserved community, maybe you, you, know, you, know, you have a Unsheltered is one of them. As they're was talking it unsheltered? About, yeah, okay. yeah, unsheltered. So. Okay. Like, well, I mean. There's I, I, probably organizations that kind of want, like Circle the City, for instance, okay. Okay. might fill out some of that and, and get that out there. Nothing wrong with that. I, I like this plan. You know, if, if you need a test, they can come out to you. Wonderful. I don't think anyone's really talking about COVID. Um, I, I don't see the numbers that high here. I see the numbers medium around New York, New Jersey, uh, in Massachusetts. I see, I see that. But out here, we're not seeing no, a lot of it. I don't know. All right, we're holding up the headlines. After yesterday's high of only 50 in Phoenix, the coldest day in four years, Sky Harbor is expected to hit 56 this afternoon and 61 by tomorrow. Short weather. Jared Heil with the National Weather Service says that's a little unusual for this time in January. Keep in mind, even low to mid-60s by the weekend, that's cooler than average. We're only about a week away from seeing our normal high reach back to 70 degrees in Phoenix. And another cold night's ahead. Temps are going to be 30 to 35 out Across the valley. Yeah, what was it uh, when you left the house at two in the morning today? About twenty nine. A little was frost really? everywhere. I had to yeah, scrape away the uh, the old uh, uh, you know m- you know mirror and the glass and everything, and off I had and Any I was flurries. Throwing. No, no. I saw some flurries in Tucson. There were people posting pictures on the old uh, Twitter and whatnot. But no, I didn't really. Uh, I, I wasn't worried about flurries. I would love to have had flurries. Uh, how many times have you seen it snow here, Becky Land? Very rarely. Very, very rarely. But the strange thing is, um, it seems like most of the time when I remember this happening, it's always around the time of the Phoenix Open. Interesting. That remember has, the one Phoenix Open that was it was totally frozen. Yes, and they right? had to delay the start of right. it. And then I don't remember I, when that was, but it's been some years ago. But we've uh, had problems since then snow in the desert on a cactus and at the ocean are the two weirdest things you will ever <laughs> see yeah yep. all right we're holding up the headlines
And the first person they lay off on COVID hit, hey, old man, come here, here's your severance pay. Beat it. Uh, that's one of many people experiencing homelessness in Maricopa County that volunteers are going to be speaking with while they're conducting the point-in-time homeless count that's happening today. Haley Owens with Maricopa Association of Governments is one of the volunteers combing through the streets and alleyways to hand count. What we're doing is it's a one-night snapshot of everybody who's experiencing unsheltered homelessness. Um, so as much as we can, we try to go out and capture as many people as we can. She says an accurate number helps to secure funding and ensure the community's needs are addressed. You know what I thought of last night um, as I was getting into bed? How lucky I was to have a warm bed. Yeah. And I actually thought about that last night. And I thought about people who uh, who don't have that. There were Think about it. There were people last night that were sleeping on the street. It was 30 degrees. I thought about that, too. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we, we see the problem with our own eyes. We read the problem at KTAR.com. This is a huge issue here in Arizona. What are we up? 23% over the last couple of years. So I really did think about that last night. We were covering plants. You know what? I had a warm bed to sleep in. Thank God. There are a lot of people yeah. that don't have that. And I really they did. They don't have jackets throughout no. the day. They um, don't have. I mean, it is. It is. It is terrible. How blessed we are yeah. to have that. And like, and we're also kind of weird because we're like, ooh, I need to make the house chilly enough so I can climb underneath my covers. Yeah. But not too cold. And there are people out there, like you say, sleeping on, on, on bus benches and on the street. Yeah. Uh, and so now they're counting them by hand, which... I don't know if that's a normal fun or never. Yeah, they really, no, they, they do, do that, that every year. Yes. Okay. Yes. Holding up the headlines. This won't help you sleep any better. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is the city with the 18th highest homicide rate, right. according to a new Wallet Hub study. The rankings are based on per capita homicides in the last few months of the year. For the past three years, the top three cities were Atlanta, Baltimore, and Detroit. New- Atlanta, Baltimore, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Not New Orleans. No. Thought I read somewhere the other day that was the murder capital of the world. Not according to this. So where is it? Atlanta? Baltimore? Well, Detroit's always Baltimore. Just, yeah. yeah. And we're 18th. Okay. Top well, 20. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. We can, We don't want to be top 20. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, is it is it partly because we're not hiring enough officers that are on the streets? I don't know. That's That could be, that could be part of it. Um, what do you think? Uh, you know what? It's... Gangs is a huge thing, but right. you've, you know, it's, and it's funny because as you're talking about this, I am looking at this. New Orleans was the murder capital, they're saying, last year. Mm. Uh, uh, it, it, there's a lot of things that go into it. What's the difference between, you know, like you know, homicides, as you would see, a uh, crime of passion versus, you know, gang homicides? And uh, there's, but we got a lot of work still to do. And with homelessness rising and with the influx of, you know, 110,000 people died last year from fentanyl poisoning. Uh. Think about that. And we're not even counting, I'm sure, a lot of that stuff. That's only going to make stuff worse here as the drug wars start to heat up. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona's new Hollywood tax incentives could bring more movie and TV production to the Grand Canyon State. Entertainment lawyer Stephen Nebgen tells Arizona's Morning News these tax breaks have different clauses than what have been offered in the past. Everything has to be done in Arizona. And a third big thing is that nobody gets any money until they're completed production. Nebgen's optimistic about seeing more of Hollywood in Arizona soon. And who knows, today is Oscar nomination day. Maybe we'll see a movie filmed in Arizona nominated very soon. All right, I just Googled 10 great movies filmed in Arizona. Psycho, 1960. Uh, Planet just part the, of it, though, right? Okay, I don't yeah. know. Planet of the Apes, 1968. Little Miss Sunshine, that that for sure. Remember they had the dead yeah. guy in the yeah. back of the yeah. car? Return of the Jedi, 1983. Yuma, right? Um, they, I think it, I yes, think the it Sand was, Dunes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yuma, absolutely. Uh, we got Raising Arizona, Three Amigos. Never heard of that one. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Of course. I think Tombstone was filmed here. <laughs> Same uh, place as Three Amigos. Yeah. yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation, 1983. I remember that, right? When the Griswolds. Stuck out of the desert. And, yeah. They were stuck in the Grand Canyon. But remember? you have There's to a Grand Canyon. Right. Rusty. The, yeah. 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 Rusty drinks the beer. That's right. Christy Brinkley. She flirted with me on this program. I know. We've That's heard the right. story. Wait, yes, we know. Do you guys want to hear some no. of it? I, well, I, I would love it. 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 It was just fantastic. It's okay. just All right. We're holding I'll on. leave while you just do yeah, whatever you really are holding do. things. We're holding them. You need a moment? <laughs> <laughs> I do need a moment. All right. Becky Lynn reads the headlines. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories at 3.30 every day called Holding Up the Headlines. I want to make sure you're here at 4 o'clock, 4.05. You know, we do something on the show called Pay Tribute to a Teacher. Um, we're going to speak to a teacher I don't know in all the years we've done this if, if we've ever heard a story like this. This teacher has gone through hell. Really, really incredible story. So I hope you're here at 405 on the Gatos and Chad Show. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Coming up, 4 o'clock. Pay tribute to a teacher. You don't want to miss this. Incredible story. Uh, and it is, it was saw it on the news. And I think you guys, uh, you know, if you've over the last couple of weeks saw what took place with a teacher who was struggling and, uh, lo and behold, how your day and your life can flip around in a second. Mm-hmm. So pay tribute to teacher coming up at four o'clock. Tipping is out of control. saith the world. <laughs> Tipping is nuts though, right? Depends on uh, who's asking me for a tip. That's the big thing. That's where it's gone. It's who's asking for the tip. Everyone. Tips at full-server restaurants are up 25% compared to a year ago. Casual places up 17%. And Is that because of the pandemic? That, well, it started with the pandemic. But right. now people are like, how many times are you in line somewhere? And you're just, you know, like, I'd like this, this, and this. And they flip the little thing around, and it's got 25%, da-da-da-da-da, or no tip. And you're like, okay, I have to push no tip in front of you? That makes me feel weird, even though all you're doing is taking my order. And the person behind me is also going, oh, if they're going to tip. It, I think people are starting to feel uncomfortable. Like it's a, hey, you should totally do this. You should, yeah, 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 you should tip me. I don't feel uncomfortable. I just say no. Yeah. I hit the no thing. I don't feel I don't feel bad about it. Listen, when I go to a restaurant, I'm a good tipper. I mean, you, you have to be a really bad server for me to give you 15%. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, oh, so I, I I'm a guy. Listen, you're you're on your feet all day. You're serving us some food and you're working hard. I got no problem tipping you. But let's if I go to a coffee shop, I don't know. I'm not I, I tipping you there. I think that's the whole thing. It's yeah. and one of the things they're talking about. It's not the tipping jar anymore. No. Because it used to be just, you know, if you give somebody eight bucks and they give you back, you know, digital uh, now. you know, it, now it's digital and they flip yeah. it around and they want you. Where's the weird places? Coffee shop, coffee shops. OK, where like, like, like you know, some places where, you know, now you go in and you're doing uh, maybe you're just going for a pickup really quick and they right. want you to tip them. Why? Why? Exactly. Why? Well, they're getting stuff ready for no. you. They have to go back and, you know, that's the way they look I think, at it. I think if you're if you're serving me, I'm tipping you. If, yes. if I'm going in for takeout, I'm not tipping you. Um, you know what? I, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. There's a place my wife and I like to go for takeout. Okay, it's a little Italian place. Okay, um, but like the host, the host, host, hostess. Yes, they're younger. They're like they're young kids, right? I throw up two or three bucks on the thing. Oh yeah, I don't care about that. But I think I do it. Not because they really did anything, but because they're young. And I'm like, you know what? I'll throw you two bucks. Three bucks. Who cares? I think it's kind of where you go. Uh, and since we go there a lot, they again, they've done almost nothing for me. I go up. I say, 
Gatos, and they go, yes, we don't like your show. We're going to go get your food. And then they bring the food food out. And then I'm like, okay, here's you know two or three bucks. I just sign in on the, on the tip thing. But if I'm going to like uh, a coffee place or a sandwich place, I'm going to pick something up and I'm not there very often. There's no reason why I'm yeah, going to tip I just, you. I, I find it, again, like... I don't get the same thing. Like if I go to Subway, they if they they have the little you. tip jar, but they don't they don't have the little thing that asks me what, for twenty percent. You're getting paid to make the food. Yes. What am I tipping you for? This is I your got, job. Right. Right. That's your job. Is it different? Like they're they're making a sandwich. You don't tip somebody at McDonald's. Remember the great thing in that argument? Was it Reservoir Dogs? No. Where he wouldn't tip, and he's like, "Well, I don't tip people at McDonald's. Why should I tip somebody here?" I don't think you, I think that's one of the last places that they they only ask you to for a tip. Yeah. And I'm not tipping you a McDonald's. I'm going to a restaurant. If I sit down, then I'm going to tip you. Because you're providing me a service. Right. You're going to wait on me. Correct. You're going to bring me your my food. You're going to make sure that I have all the things that I need. You're going to do all of those things, and I'm not going to have to do anything, mm. in theory. I know one person that won't go back to their favorite coffee place because of this. Because people are feeling pressured now, they're yeah. saying. They don't want to go in and, and hit the no tip or to hit $3 tip. Sometimes sometimes you're looking around for the no button, and sometimes it's not there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, crap, i got to go 12%. And on top of that, in some of these places, too, they want, and one of the things they were talking about is they want tips, even though there's tips already built into larger parties. Right. And all, there is... This pressure, and some of it came, obviously, from the pandemic. People felt like, I want to keep small business. These people are working yeah. hard. And, and so people, and now it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, you, you're not going to tip me? Mm. Right? Like like the food truck. Do you tip people at the food truck? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Do you? No, I don't really go to no. food. But, you know, uh, I mean, I... If, how, about the laun- how about the cleaners, the laundry? No. You tip them? No, no I'm not tipping I'm them. I'm not tipping them. No. You don't tip anybody at like Seven Eleven, like it's yeah. Like, you go to QT and you get like a, a big, you know, big drink. You tipping? No. Yeah, the, yeah. By the way, the QT person's like got four people in line. They're running back and oh. forth. They never make them stop. Big, big, big. Uh, they got both sides working. And I don't tip them. No. Mm-mm. But there's a sense that you should. And I feel like it was great during the pandemic that you know di- people did that. And when well, you go to restaurants take, now, now they're, taking advantage now they're like they're taking advantage. Yeah. And you go to restaurants now. There is, you know, you can see some people. It's like one person's got twelve tables. Okay, that's that sucks, but they're working their butt off. But if I go to McDonald's, I, I don't tip you. You don't ask me for a tip. Mm-mm. But if I go to the food truck, you're going to flip that thing around, and it's got fifteen, twenty, twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, a lot of people across the country. There's, it's kind of a silent frustration that's brewing. Yeah, and it's about tipping getting out of hand. All right, coming up next. Coming up. We're going to pay tribute to a teacher. Thanks to our friends at your Valley Toyota dealers. Teacher's going to get $2,500 bonus, but wait until you hear this teacher. What a scary day for her in an Arizona kindergarten Life class. Life-changing. Her story next.